Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Every manuscript needs revision, but do you know how to step back and critically assess what you need to do to revise? Do you know what questions to ask? Katie Davis has a free checklist for you called Five Important Questions to Ask When Critiquing Your Own Manuscript. Katie is the former director of the Institute of Children's Literature, co-founder of Picture Book Summit, founder of the Writer's Block, and author, illustrator, or editor of 16 books. Katie has critiqued hundreds of manuscripts, so get your copy of Five Important Questions to Ask When Critiquing Your Own Manuscript free at katiedavis.com slash five questions. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L dot com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. I read the best book. Do you want to hear the whole story? Well, I'm not sure we have time for the whole story because we do have to get to today's book. The whole, whole story, written by Vivian McInerney and illustrated by Ken Lamoog, takes the reader along on Zia's adventures as she falls through the hole in her pocket. I love how this story sparks creativity, and if I were still teaching in the classroom, I would absolutely use this as a story starter for my students. I love all the wordplay and how the story shows that anything is possible in your imagination. We're excited to talk with Vivian and Ken to learn about their creative process for the whole, whole story. Let's get started. Vivian, we'll start with you. I'm wondering where the idea came from for this story about a hole. (laughs) That was the idea of this story is that I set out to write a story that would sort of celebrate imagination and get kids thinking without saying, okay, kids, now let's use our imagination. And that's the kind of story that I really liked when I was a kid. I really liked imaginary games where we'd sort of play let's pretend. And I was a kid who always had, you know, my animals talking. I wrote about somebody with like a bicycle or somebody with a dog. Not everybody has a bike or a dog, but we all have access to our imaginations. And the key thing for me in my mind was that she had to drive the story. So it wasn't like a magic fairy comes down from the sky and touches her with the magic wand and all these things happen. I wanted her to drive the story. And she even at one point kind of steps outside of that and says, you know, I don't like scary stories. So she's (laughs) right. the story going scary way. So it's a story about celebrating imagination. I love that. Some of my favorite stories are about imagination. And creativity. I mean, there's so much that she does with this whole. The imagination is the thing that connects everything together and helps you see beyond 
where you are and imagine what you can be and what you can do. Yes. So Ken, what made you say yes to working on this project? So when I'm looking at a new project that kind of comes across my desk, as an artist, I always try to look for a few things. First thing is, uh, does it challenge me as an artist? Is there something in the manuscript that kind of piques my interest and sees there's something creative that I can come up with? And when I saw uh, the manuscript for this one, I was super excited when I first saw it, because I was like, oh, there's so many things going on here, so many exciting moments in the story that I was automatically, you know, like, yes, let's do this. And at the same time, I'm looking for some playfulness and, you know, some great visuals that I could come up with for this. And I totally saw that when I first read the manuscript and it brought back memories of like Alice in Wonderland and things like that. And there's a lot of imaginative things that could happen. But the funny thing was, after I kind of said yes, I looked back and I'm like, oh man, there's so many directions that this would go to and which one do I pick? (laughs) So now (laughs) as an artist, you're like trying to figure out, we're trying to highlight those important moments and those important scenes in the book that you want the readers to be engaged with. Well, Ken, at the beginning of this book, you have the whole with all of these magical things like notes and all of these things rushing into it. That was such a beautiful way to portray the imagination, the creativity, and how anything is possible. Vivian, we're going to go to you next. Can you give us a look into the writing process for this story? In journalism, you kind of have constraints every day because you have deadlines and you have facts which we actually do use facts. I purposely gave myself a constraint of a whole. And I think I played around with a few other ideas first, but I like the idea of the constraint of the whole and just what could I do with that? Interesting. I was imagining all these different things and first was going off of like wordplay, like fishing hole and swimming hole, and then kind of went deeper in into a hole, a tunnel to the other side of the world, and an elephant trap and different things that she can imagine with it. And I kept rewriting it and I would send it off periodically and get rejections and then put it away, bring it out again. And I always believed in the story, which I don't have a huge amount of confidence in that way, but on this one, I just was like, no, I'm sure this is good. This is worthwhile. And it took a while. I had to keep sending it out and rewriting it. And I'm really happy with it. I read an interview with Kwame Alexander and I just thought, oh, he just sounds like my kind of guy. He sounds like he's uh, doing the kind of things I'm trying to do. And he's incredibly imaginative and he's amazingly enthusiastic and supportive. And something about that interview, I just thought, I'm going to send it directly to him. And he is a publisher and writer. And so I did not go through an agent. Uh, That was just incredibly lucky that this doesn't happen very often. And that an editor at the house looked through all the manuscripts and discovered this one. But I feel bad when somebody says, well, how do you do it? I'm like, do not follow me because you'll <laughs> die of old age before you get a book. <laughs> so, yeah. But I think that shows a lot of perseverance. Mm-hmm. You believe in your stories and you keep working at it. And that's what you did. 
And I think we all have stories like that. I mean, I have a seven-year dry spell between my first and my second book. And I am so grateful that I didn't stop writing and I didn't stop submitting. And now I've got a bunch coming out and it's super exciting. You were writing then did get published, but you were like stockpiling them accidentally. Yeah. Accidentally. I love that. Accidentally (laughs) stockpiling all of my stories. (laughs) Maybe with anything, the key is perseverance. You know, if you want to be good at anything, you just have to keep doing it. And you have to do it because you love the process of doing. Yes. Joy in the journey. It's so important. Ken, your illustrations are vibrant and whimsical, and they bring all of Zia's imaginations to life. What was your illustration process for this story? So the first step in my creative process is reading the manuscript, like with any artist. And you try to get a feeling for the character and the world that they live in. As excited as I was with the characters and the story, there was a certain challenge because you can create this in so many different directions. It could be, you know, like visually just illustrating it. It could be more painterly looking. It could be like more a traditional looking picture book. The next step was to create different character designs for Zia. And I probably came up with about 30 or so character ideas that I bounced off with the art director and just Zia in different playful outfits, different looks um, and things like that. And that kind of dictates what the rest of the illustrations will look like once we've honed down on uh, Zia and we try to figure out the rest of the world. The next step would be laying out all of the pages. This as far as creating the pagination and creating the pacing of the book. As as an artist, I try to do that visually on my end. And I also work with the editor and the art director who helped me kind of set the pacing for the story. And one of the funny things was so much action going on in the book that we ended up adding more pages. It was originally supposed to be a 32 page book. And we ended up bumping it to 40 pages because there's just so many things going on. Um, I try to kind of just use my imagination and create the book, I guess Zia would see her world because it's really ultimately coming from Zia's perspective. Mm -hmm. So I try to make things fun as far as the color of the trees, the sky, just making it a little bit out of this world, very dreamed and imaginated, making the animals Um, fun, that kind of thing. So it was a lot of fun creating those pages and you just kind of fall in love with each spread that you're creating and you're working on and just try to make it really fun because I know it'll translate to the readers as they're reading through from page to page, get them excited. We have one last question. We'll start with you, Ken. When someone reads the whole, whole story, Mm -hmm. what do you hope they feel or learn? So this kind of goes back to my childhood and I was reading this question, I was from a reader and they're asking, does Zia have the same adventure over and over, right? Because that's kind of what you read in the book. And the answer is obviously no. I think that uh, each time Zia plays with, you know, the hole in her pocket, it becomes like a whole new thing each time, a whole new adventure. And that's kind of from my childhood. Every time I pick up a book, you go into that adventure in your mind and you have all these new challenges, things that you explore. And that's what I hope a child would pick up from this book. I hope the book becomes kind of a jumping board, a starting point for a whole new adventure. Wonderful. That's great. How about you, Vivian? Yeah, I would hope that it would inspire imagination. I have been doing virtual classroom visits, which has been so much fun. And one of the things I've done with the kids, they will throw out their ideas of what the whole could be. But 
even better was like I, I picked up a straw and just said, let's imagine what could this be? And then like Zia, they imagined what if it were much bigger or what if it were twisted? And they came up with all these great things. You know, it would be a tube that you would slide down. I, I hope that's what they get out of it, that they can look at something and just use their imagination to think of all it could be. And I think that's how we change ourselves. A big thank you to Vivian and Ken for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for the whole, whole story. Check out the show notes to learn more about Vivian and Ken and their other fabulous books. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy Happy looking. looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirstie Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.